So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. My next guest is one of the most acclaimed political, cultural, literary, and hip-hop voices in America today. He has gone on to be a, become a writer who has penned articles, essays, and blogs for a wide range of newspapers and magazines and major websites, including the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, NPR, ESPN, Essence, Ebony, Rolling Stone, Esquire, Huffington Post, and Vibe, where he was a writer, a senior writer, and founding staff member. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, the author of the critically acclaimed autobiography of his you know, critically acclaimed autobiography, The Education of Kevin Powell, A Boy's Journey into Manhood. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Kevin Powell. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Well, Kevin, Kevin, we met, haven't we? Have we met? I'm not sure, sir. Because uh, Vibe was, was Vibe, uh, you know, because y'all used to manage Steve, Steve Harvey. And if uh, I okay. look and I saw your picture, I said, I've, I've actually met this young man. Because, you know, we meet a lot of people. You might have just shook my hand casually. But thank you for coming on my show. I just want to get that out of the way. I believe we met because you're an accomplished young man. Now, I'm going to ask you this. As a writer, how do you go from writing on a, from CNN to NPR to ESPN to Essence? I mean, my mama <laughs> gave me a work ethic, <laughs> and you know, my mother's from South Carolina, from the from the South, and so I, even though I was born in the North, uh, yeah, New Jersey boy, North, right? New Jersey, right? New Jersey, correct? Well, Jersey, and uh, I've lived in New York for almost thirty years, so mm-hmm. New York and New Jersey, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, I was raised with a very serious work ethic, and um, mm-hmm. I don't take that for granted. And I just, you know, God, you know, you 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 you. Take seriously why you're put on this earth, I believe. And at early age, when I was 18, when I was in college, I said, well, I definitely need to help communities around this country as an activist, as a leader. And I definitely am clear that I write. I need to write. And so you just you do your work, you know, and you, you push. You know, you can't give up. You know, if you live long enough, as you well know, so you have a lot of ups and downs. There have been times that I've made tremendous amounts of money in my life. There have been mm-hmm. times when I've had colossal failures. But, mm-hmm. um I always get back up no matter what, and you just stay humble. You stay humble no matter what, and I think that's that's critical, and I take very seriously. You know, I work with a lot of young people now, um, um, and I take seriously, like, we got a skill sets. You know, no matter what your business or your your passion is, you really need to become a master at it. You know, you need to know that world, and I, I decided early on that I needed to learn the world of, of being a writer, of being a public speaker, of 
how to run a business. I've run my own business for 22 years. So I take all of that very seriously. So with, with that being said, what, like, I'm, here's a, here's a, here's a, I'm, I'm a sitcom writer. I'm a sitcom yes, writer. Um, we need we, comedy. We need more comedy than ever. <laughs> <every time. laughs> well, you know, that's why I respect you as a writer because, like I said, when I went to, when I, in high school, you know, I didn't respect yes, the process, you know, subject verb noun. I didn't respect the process. And so when I, when I went to college, I did, I did, you know, I got into the University of Houston, but they didn't like my writing school. So are, you, are you from Houston? I'm are you born, from Houston? born and raised in Houston, Texas. That's where I'm from. I was just there. I love Houston. Shout out to H Town. <laughs> come on now, come on now. I, I got yes, a home sir. there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave there. I got a home in Atlanta, and I, I love both locations. And 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 we, right. the one thing about the beauty of traveling, you get to see the world. And I tell people to travel all the time. And That's I get back right. to what I wanted to say about your ability as a writer, because I have to respect that, because I know well, that I had to step back again. to learn how to write. What makes a good writer, Kevin? What What is the, the nuances of your mind being able to translate words? And it becomes very creative from a writing perspective. That's why I say I'm a sitcom writer. That's different from what you do, which is a, which is but amazing. It's, it's all all praises due to God. It's all connected because I mean, honestly, sir, I grew up watching a lot of TV, and so you know, I think all of it's valuable. Like if I, if I'm actually turning the education of Kevin Powell into a, a TV pilot right now, myself and my co-writer. So what does that mean? We got to go and watch a lot of TV shows, and so be it sitcoms, comedies, or dramas or books, you know, poetry, you just have to, I believe you have to read a lot in the space that you want to write in, you know, like, well, what are the best sitcoms there? Well, then I need to go watch all those sitcoms going back to the 1950s, right up to the present. You know, what are the best dramas that have ever been on TV? What are the best films out there? So anything that I've ever written in, I make it a point to study that, that, that particular type of writing. Like right now I'm working on my 14th book, which is a biography of Tupac Shakur. Mm. I've been reading for the last couple of years, a lot of biographies, but also watching a lot of documentary films, like, you know, about famous figures. It could be James Baldwin, it could be Nina Simone, Amy Winehouse, just anything that's telling a story about a person's life so it could help me write this book. And the same thing, you know, uh, applies to, to sitcoms. And I think that, you know, any of it, you know, there's not, I mean, br- brother, I don't think there's any shame in saying, I think it's beautiful that you said, well, I had to learn how to do it because we all are students. I'm forever a student. I'm still always going to read stuff. I was just one of the folks that learned, figured out early on when I was about 11, 12 years old, I want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't start writing really seriously until, until high school and then really once I got to college. And to this day, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it in different ways. Like, okay, how do I make this better? How do I reach people in, in new ways? And so it's a process. It's a journey. You just got to be open to it, you know? Yes, I, I, first of all, I'm willing to admit my flaws. Because I, I tell yes, uh, when you come on this show, I don't want anybody that they can Google me. They see success. There are flaws tied to that success. There are mistakes tied to that success. But I also tell people just because I was incapable of understanding the process that, look, at I'm a sitcom writer. So obviously I learned how to write something. I learned how to put words together That's right. from a comedic That's standpoint, right. from a storytelling standpoint. So I always tell people that I'm African-American. So, you know, yep. so, so many leaps that, that people allow setbacks or people tell them you can't do this. And I look That's at your right. life. Your life is tied to people saying what you can't do. And then there's a series of people that tell you what you can do. Talk well, to us about I, that. I Talk about that journey. Well, I mean, first of all, I think, you know, one of the beautiful things about being black, which is what we are, is that we're natural storytellers. We're naturally funny. <laughs> you know, we're naturally dramatic. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. I always say to people, like, we should honor, like, my, my mom was a Geechee from South Carolina. When I was growing up, sir, I was, uh, I was told that people spoke a certain kind of way that wasn't correct. That's right. I realize now my mama speaks beautiful poetry. And mm-hmm. just like, you know, and so the people of Houston, of Atlanta, wherever we're from, is beautiful poetry. And if we, if we understand the genius that we have inside of us, 
and that, you know, if we want to get into entertainment, if we want to get into this world, all we need to do is, like Booker T. Washington said, put your buckets right down there and watch the magic come up in the sitcoms, in the books, in the drama, whatever you want to create in the music, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think about. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's most of the work that I do just comes from our, our people, our communities, our history, you know, current events and things like that. And, it, 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 and as you know, it's endless. We got so many stories. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it is that, like, I, w- I was working at IBM, and uh, when I left yes, IBM sir. to pursue a career into entertainment, the reason I went into entertainment in this world because I didn't see, the, I didn't see, I didn't see the end. You know, I yep. just felt I could just, yep. I could just create. I can just, I can just grow as an individual. And then the the writing aspect of it has made me uh, a king. In a, in a sense mm. of, you can't stop me. You can't stop me from That's telling right. my story. You That's can't tell right. me stop me from writing my story. You can't stop me That's from right. promoting my story. And so that's why people need to understand the power of education. That's how I respect you so much. One of my good friends is Stephen A. Smith, and he's a wordsmith, verbally mm. and and, yeah. and with a pen. And I, I, I always, uh, yeah. I, I said that's the genius of you. The genius of that's you, right. Kevin, is that you do it as well. You're very articulate. You know, you 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 brace your tones and understand that you you have a world perspective. And the reason I say that is that the fact that you know Tupac Shakur, you just, you just threw that out like that wasn't nothing. Tupac Shakur, <laughs> who I consider the greatest rapper, storyteller rapper of all time. Now you can look at me now. People can look at me, but no, 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 no. I don't care what you. This guy went political. This guy went party. This guy was sexy. This guy was melodramatic. Mm-hmm. He had drama. He, uh, dear mama, is the is is, is the one of the all time great uh, Mother's Day songs. Uh, really Brenda is. had a got a baby. Is one of the yeah. most incredible true to life stories. Uh, How right. do you want it? One of the greatest party songs of all time. Don't don't yes, talk sir. to me. See, I couldn't look at that <laughs> when that movie came out. I couldn't look at that movie because they weren't gonna do it justice. See, but your book, I'm waiting on your book because I know. You gonna and we are gonna come on the show when that book come out. You gotta tell me because we gonna do it. We gonna do a half hour because I'm a fan. See, I was I was looking back at this. I, I met Tupac in a Kinkos. It was mm. in Kinkos, and uh, he was standing next to me, and he was arguing with the man because he was trying to do he was trying to do his uh, his album cover or CD cover in the store, and he thought the man was charging him too much. He said, "Man, I can do that myself." He said, I'm not going to pay that kind of money. And when I meet people like that and I, and I see them later on and they have a tragic ending, I always go, why did not I speak? Because I always believe that, man, God has given me an opportunity to change people's direction. And he's yeah. one of those people I wish I'd have said hello to. And it wasn't yeah. like I was in awe. I just didn't talk. And so that's why yeah. I created this show, Kevin. I'm going to talk, man. And I'm going I'm to change people's lives until I die. Because I know my place in life is to make a difference. And when I get people like you on my show, we don't even know each other. But you, my man, are a game changer. When I come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your 13th book. Because I know the people understand that Kevin Powell is a brand that we need to understand. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm back um, on the phone. This is Money Making Conversation. For those who don't know, you know people be driving around, be scanning stuff and flipping. They hear this voice. Well, you listen to Money Making Conversation. What I do on Money Making Conversations, I change lives. I change lives with information. I change lives by trying to allow people to understand that they can be whatever they want to be. Don't let age stop you. Don't let your color stop you. Don't let racism stop you. Don't don't let your friends stop you. I'm going to tell you something. When I told people I was going to be a stand-up comic, when I left, I have a a math degree. And I told them I was going to be a stand-up comic. When I told them I was leaving IBM, they said to me, "Uh, why? I'm going to tell you why. 
the man I have on the phone is that type of person, Kevin Powell. Are you currently on a 12-city American uh, speaking tour, Kevin? That's correct. And, um, you know, I, I'm i loving this. I was just texting your, your executive producer, Mr. Taylor. I just said, <laughs> I, love your, I love your flow. Can I just say that? I just want to say it to you directly. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you something, man. Thank you. Um, you know, the thing about it, Kevin, when I, when I, because my wife is like, when somebody says something nice about you, please say thank you. Because I, I, I didn't used to do that. I just blow plastic because I didn't understand the process of thank you. And then then um, I had um, Mickey Taylor on the show. She said, Rishon, uh, if you don't say thank you, then you say no to God's blessings. When mm. somebody compliments well, you. Because that's, well. that's what God puts you in a position for somebody to encourage you for that's strength right. that you just exhibited. If you don't that's acknowledge right. that strength, then you failed in your mission to do better. And so, That's right. so, so when I hear somebody like you talking and I realize that we're going to talk a lot and because we, 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 you know, we, we, we our, our journey for success is that I just got to help you now. So, so when you tell me on a 12 city tour, I got to promote that, not just on this show, but through my social media. So know that you owe my executive producer, Samantha Taylor, some banners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put you to work. But let's let's talk about your 13th book, the newest book, My Mother, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and The Last Stand of the Angry White Man. <laughs> well, you know, everybody, everyone gets a chuckle out of the last part of it. I dreamed, I dreamed that title. You know how black folks have dreams. You oh, know? I love it. Yes, sir. But, but let me say this in all seriousness. First and foremost, my mama has been sick uh, for the past two years, and okay. so that has been heavy on my heart. Mm -hmm. I'm an only child, you know, and she raised me by herself with an eighth grade education. That's why I said don't, no one should ever be ashamed of the education. My mama's the smartest person I ever met in spite of the lack of formal education because she never stopped, you know, figuring out how to make things happen, just like you and I have been talking about for the, on, the, on your show. Mm -hmm. Um that was on my heart. I said, I need to write about America through her lens because she sees the world in a very unique way as a black woman, as, as a working-class black woman who had raised his child by herself into manhood. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the 10th anniversary of Barack Obama's historic election, and there's a lot to talk about because look how we've gone from the hope of t 2008 to, you know, uh, black folks being killed all over the place, the shooting of the, in the synagogue in Pittsburgh this weekend, all this craziness that's been happening, the, the violence, the division, the hatred. And so I really wanted to write a book that really talked about, you know, why this is unacceptable to have this kind of anger out here. You know, what's happening with Stacey Abrams' go uh, governor's campaign there in, in Alabama, and, and, and I'm sorry, in Georgia, mm -hmm. what's happening with Andrew Gillum's campaign in Florida, mm -hmm. and the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, my book is really about hope. What I've been doing, sir, is I've been going from Oakland to San Francisco. I was just in Houston, your hometown, mm -hmm. and, and, and just in Dallas. Uh, I'll be in Atlanta on Monday, uh, uh, November 12th. Um, it's just really bringing small groups, folks together. Like, let's talk. Let's talk about where we are. What are we afraid of? What are we concerned mm -hmm. about? Mm -hmm. And then what is it that we can actually do to help move things forward? You know, because as you know, you and I would not be in the positions we're, we're in if it wasn't for the civil rights movement and folks of different backgrounds coming together saying, mm -hmm. we've got to change this for the better. Mm -hmm. So that's really what it's about. And when I said the last time, the angry white man, I'm just saying, you know what? Enough of this anger, enough of this venom, enough of thinking this is what leadership looks like in the spirit of that native son from Georgia, uh, Dr. King. It's got to be about love. It's got to be about love. You know what I'm saying? And But love is an action word so we need to put some action behind that love now that's that, that's true that, that that's so much you know I, I always tell people that uh my life you know you know voted for barack obama twice president barack obama twice and but then that time that was an uneasy time for an african-american because racism yes. a violence yes. on african-american males increased during that time yes. period 
And so, so I don't know, was it, it was great for America, but was it good for you and I, you know, because, because we had to drive differently. We had to approach situation differently. I do. I, I, I subconsciously am aware of the time I'm on the freeway. Um, That's right. Uh, how I should how I should approach certain situations because guess what it can go bad real real quickly and then when you see situations that happen in in Pittsburgh at the synagogue and and I and um it, it it's like you know it, it, when you see things like happen in the high school in Florida and you, you go you, you almost like okay do you do you understand what's happening now is not tied to just one race the problems That's that we're right. having out there. That's right. And, uh, right. and 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 how do you fix that? How is is there is there a remedy to that? Is there is there a fix out there, Mr. Powell? You know, that's such a great question, sir. I, you know, yesterday I spoke at I did a sermon at a church, and the title of the sermon was "Love in the Time of Hate." Mm-hmm. And I talked about how we got to struggle because I ain't gonna lie to you, sir. I've had a rough year. I've had a lot of feelings about what's been going on, and anger is real. That's a real emotion. And why wouldn't we be angry? You know, why wouldn't black folks be angry about what's happening? Why wouldn't Jewish folks be angry about what happened at the synagogue? Why wouldn't women be angry as we talk about the, the Me Too movement one year later and, and the things that they've survived? You know, but at the end of the day, we also gotta say to ourselves. You know, how do we how do we heal? How do we you know move towards empowerment? I think part of it is really knowing who we are, but also having the courage to reach out to folks who might be different than us. You know, I always point people to to, to the speech that Bobby Kennedy gave in Indiana the day the night that Dr. King was killed. He gave a speech to all a majority black audience, this white brother, and he talked about, Yep, Dr. King was killed by a white man and my brother John Kennedy the president was also killed by a white man. But we gotta make an effort as human beings, no matter who we are, mm-hmm. to have empathy mm-hmm. and compassion mm-hmm. for each other. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that's what it's gonna take because they want us to be hate they want hatred, they want fear, they want division, they want violence. And I don't want to just talk about what I'm against, but I also think we got to begin to talk about what we represent, you know, mm-hmm. what we want to see in this world. Mm-hmm. And we got to push that message out there because a lot of us are just reacting, and I don't want to just keep reacting to stuff. You know what I mean? I want to be proactive. Like, your show is proactive. Your life, sir, is proactive, which you've described to me. And you asked me, well, how did you get to these books, and how do you do these things? I feel like I've been proactive, but whenever I've reacted is when I've been in trouble, if that right. makes sense. You know right. what I mean? Right. And so... I do think that we got to reach out. You know, I love the fact that I saw the comedian Will, Will Ferrell, a white brother out there, campaigning on behalf of Stacey Abrams here and there in Georgia. You know, saying, "I got you, sister. I'm a white brother. You a black sister, but we in this thing together." That's how we got to look at this. You know what I'm saying? And that, that that's absolutely truthful in your tone and what you're trying to say. And it's and do it without excuses. You know what I'm saying? Yes, do, do it without yes, excuses sir. and do it with proper planning. And it's so funny that and I got got to say this. One of my good friends. I want to call him my good friend, Kurt Franklin. And your yeah. tone and your personality reminds me so much of Kirk, and that's a compliment because there's well, a certain there's a certain, certain reverence in how Kirk talks, you know, because he's also a game changer in how that's he right. communicates with people, how he uh, speaks of God, how he sings of God and his praises because he realized that everybody is is, is layered in life, and like that's you right. understand that you are layered, and when and, yes, and I I look at your resume and I and I still say that I joked about it earlier, you know. NPR, CNN, Ebony, Essence, ESPN. That's a lot of different lanes. And sometimes, Kevin, you have to look at yourself. And, 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 and this is what I wasn't doing in my life. And, I, and I, this show has really enabled me to understand my value and my impact. You have to look. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you, young man. Yes, sir. Listen to what I said. Washington Post. ESPN, Essence, Ebony, 
NPR. How many people you think can write on all those platforms, sir? All praise is due to God. And I tell you, um, what I think about when I write anything, like I just wrote a poem for my wife. Today's her birthday. I think about, again, my mama has eighth grade education. Her mama, my grandmother, rest her soul, could not read or write. So I feel like I'm not just writing for myself. I'm writing for or creating for everyone through, 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 through God as a vessel that doesn't have a chance to use that voice that you were talking about so eloquently earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, because I agree with you. If we can... We must use our voices. We must do what you're doing. You must do what I'm doing. And, but also understand we have a bigger responsibility to be a voice for folks who may not have the opportunity that go. we have. That's so I don't take that for granted. Yes, sir. There you go. Before I go, i got two minutes left. I want you to talk about yes, your sir. interview in the British GQ of Chadwick oh. Boseman, uh, Mr. Black Panther. <laughs> Tell me about, okay, because, man, I'm just telling you, because, you know, the big fear was, would it play internationally? They knew it would make money domestically. When it played internationally, it messed everybody up. Let's talk about that and, you know, your thoughts during the interview and the importance of doing that interview and how he feels his role is played in the changing of America, you know, from a prideful right. standpoint. Well, people, your, your audience can go to British GQ, the website, and read the interview, the cover story I did on uh, Chadwick Boseman. They voted him the GQ International Man of the Year because of the massive success globally of, of Black Panther, which, as we know, has made over a billion dollars. Chadwick, I met 15 years ago when he was first starting out here as an actor. He's from the South as well, from South Carolina, just like my people. As humble now as he was back then, blown away by the incredible success of Black Panther, realizing that he has a big platform, just like you have a platform, I have a platform. Like, what can I do with this platform to be of service to others and you know wants to be a player in this game in a different kind of way and i'm, I'm happy about that not just be an actor or actress but also can i, I want to write i want to direct i want to produce you know in, in other words what you were saying at the beginning how can i be in control of this brand to get the brand out there but also to, to help that have that brand help other people and that's where he's at and i pray that black panther gets every award that it deserves <laughs> image, image awards oscars nomination everything because it deserves all of it Sad, you know what I'm saying? golden globe all that stuff my friend all of it all well, you know, just a, the fact that you had you just like you had blaffles walking around in African dashikis yes. where you never done that before. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, Kerry, I'm, uh, that link I'm gonna I'm put on my social media tomorrow. Okay, thank and, you uh, so much. I would appreciate you coming to my show. Now you said November twelfth, you coming to Atlanta? I'll be in Atlanta at seven p.m. November twelfth, the gathering spot right in Atlanta, Georgia. I want folks in ATL to come out. Please okay, cool. come out. That'll be the uh, last stop. We're gonna have a big celebration. Cool. Get in touch with Samantha so I can get that banner out there. I'm gonna promote that heavily for him. Okay. This is money making conversation, Kevin. You my little brother, man. I'm gonna protect you. Appreciate money. you. Thank you. <laughs> Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever. 
even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent, such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.